Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. Good morning. In Donetsk, an area claimed by both Russia and Ukraine, Russia's defense ministry says it's been able to push back Russian for, uh, excuse me, Russia's defense ministry says it's been able to push back Ukrainian forces who are trying to advance. They claim Ukraine has suffered big losses during what was described as a large-scale offenses. Western experts have been predicting a Ukrainian counteroffensive against Russian forces in that area and other areas. Gustavo the Cavallo is a senior researcher on the Russia and Africa relations at the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Gustavo, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. There's been a lot of speculation about if or when the Ukrainians would mount a sort of counteroffensive. Does it look like this is it? Is this the beginning of their big push? Uh, information right now is quite difficult to achieve, but certainly from what we see in terms of the movement of the last 24 hours, and particularly when it comes to the ground attacks in Indonesia and Zaporizhia, but particularly with the rumors of this morning already confirmed by some news agency that uh, the Novokakova Dam has been blown up. So certainly with the movement that we've seen both from Ukrainian and Russian side, it does seem that this long-awaited counteroffensive has indeed started. Uh, this dam being blown up, I presume that has quite a big impact on the people who live around it. This is why you would do it. Uh, absolutely. At this stage, it's uncertain it would have done it. Uh, we've seen in some of the Russian telegram channels that it's, they would be saying that it was the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians recently have issued a statement saying it was Russia. And once again, this information war continues. Uh, but certainly, such a big asset like the dam would have major implications for the war in the region, and particularly when it comes to provision of water to Crimea. And, and a big degree of this, this fight has been a logistical fight and creating um, uh, uh, quite a big logistical nightmare for, I, I believe, for both parties. What this also shows is that the war on infrastructure continues. It's all about escalation. It's becoming what is often called a total war. In other words, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy everything to make life harder for my, for my enemy. I think at this stage, while we've seen an increased number of violence, the idea of a total war, uh, it's still yet to be seen. What, what, what we've seen of many of the infrastructure that have been targeted, they're usually being targeted for particular reasons. You remember last year when the Crimea Bridge was blown, had a major impact in terms of the access of Ukrainian uh, logis- uh, logistics convoys. So so it's yet for us to, to see what will be the direct impact of the, the bombing of the dam to the overall context of the war and particularly in terms of the counteroffensive that we're starting to see on the ground. So if we have a Ukrainian counteroffensive, we know that they've been well stocked with Western weapons and Western aid sort of still flows into Ukraine. Are we now at a point where this entire thing is going to escalate? Um, and particularly because the weather there plays such a big role, summer there now, which makes it much easier for people to move around than it does during the frozen winter months. That escalation is something that has been anticipated already for months. I think the, the the number of equipment and arms that the Ukrainians have received, but also the time that it provided to the Russians to fortify their defenses throughout this land bridge that connects Russia to Crimea, which is largely uh, a, a very important asset for both parties to control. So the next couple of weeks, we should be seeing uh, new developments within the war. Uh, we saw similar pattern last year around the European summer, where it does provide, as as you well mentioned, this ability, a much easier 
access for, for, for the forces to, in the case of Ukraine now, for the counterattack, but also important to watch what happens with the Russian defenses that have really increased, uh, uh, the fortifications have really increased in the last couple of months. It also now becomes a war of attrition. Who has more soldiers? And while it's claimed that Russia has lost a very large, a very high number of people, it's always going to win that part of this. Absolutely. The Russians still have a much larger army uh, uh, than the Ukrainians do. Certainly the, the, the Western equipment received by the Ukrainians gives them an edge and gives them an upper hand to some extent in terms of the expectations for the counteroffensive. And we should, should expect in the, in the next couple of months, uh, unfortunately, a really bloody war. I think we are definitely seeing movement around uh, all over uh, 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 the front lines in 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 the western and uh, in, the, in in the eastern and southern parts of the countries. Uh, what we don't yet know is exactly what would be the course of action in terms of the counteroffensive, or what area specifically we see now some some attacks, a lot of probing attacks in the region. So time will tell us what would be the best course of action for both Russia and Ukraine. Gustavo de Cavallo, thank you very much indeed. The senior researcher on Russia-Africa relations at the African Governance and Diplomacy Programme at the South African Institute of International Affairs.